So before we get into the podcast, we've got Maddie on as a guest and we get into her story and it's amazing. I'm going to stop there. Take two. So before we get into the podcast, we've got Maddie from Mad About Money on as a guest. Uh, she was excellent. She had a great story to tell. And then towards the back, we have a load of advice. Um, and if you want any of our links, they'll be in the show notes. So come on, let's get into the podcast. Turns out they hadn't updated their Google Maps and the oh, shop no. doesn't exist anymore. Oh. Uh, and it started raining like hard and I didn't have an umbrella. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, that's the last thing you need, isn't it? Like, right. you know, ADHD, yeah. it's, I'm going to start calling them like real ADHD days because I think we, yeah. we have them. We have them a lot. And then it's like, what do you do after you've had mm. one of those really horrible days? I mean, you come on a podcast to talk to li two lovely gentlemen about something that's really close to your heart. So, yeah. You know, which, you guys are here for me. <laughs> here we go. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. Right. Um, okay. And on that note, on that note, we should we should start really. Yeah. Should, let's start. Let's start. We've got some um, intro music. Ooh. I'm just going to start with some intro music, and then we can just mm -hmm. relax for a second. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, and then, uh, all right. So. Uh, Welcome to ADHDville. Yeah, we usually come to do a little bop in our chairs. We just... I like it. We used to sing along to it. No words? <laughs> no. No, I've tried to like shoehold some words in there, but it hasn't worked so far. So, um, welcome to AJSDville. I'm Paul Thompson, and I was formally invited uh, four months ago into the ample uh, community that is the neurodivergent community, uh, the sprightly age of 56, with an ever-decreasing resistance to gravitational forces. That sounds like a reference to to uh, to uh, Radiohead. You know, the, oh, does the it? The gravitational forces. I'm thinking of Radiohead. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of like you're right. Gravity always wins. You know that yes. Okay. I was actually mistaken for t Tom. Uh, what's his name? Tom York. Tom, Tom York. York. Tom, I was mistaken yeah. for him once. That's not a bad yeah. thing. Well, I don't know. That's... Got to, yeah, well, I don't know. He's a good-looking chap. Maybe a bit whiny. But yeah. Like he's... he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> It's cool, right? And, you know, I could, it could. I've, I've had worse. One woman said she, rem I reminded her of Woody Allen. Oh, wow. that's that's not, yeah, that's not good. Cool. That's no. not good. Yeah, one extreme yeah, to the right. other. So anyway, how about you, Martin? Got, yeah, like I got, I got likened to somebody on on my TikTok the other day. Said to me that I look like somebody from um, Benidorm. Um, so I went and looked them up. Okay, um, right. and I got no, I never watched Benidorm, and so yeah, I I've went and looked up it. the lady. She and this is just like this sixty-year-old fat woman. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> thanks. Oh, bloody, but still, <laughs> still, it's not Woody Allen, though, is it? I think oh, I don't know. I don't know. This lady, right. this lady was like, I mean, I could, to be fair, facially, I could see that actually, I did look a bit like okay. her, but just twenty years younger and like maybe slightly skinnier, maybe. I, <laughs> I right. once had to give an autograph for Julian Lennon. I was at the Glastonbury yeah. Festival, and this, uh, this. 
two people came up to me and said, Julian, give us your autograph. So, oh, Julian, what do you mean, Julian? Come on, we know you're Julian Lennon. Give us your autograph. So I'm not Julian. In the end, I had to give them an autograph. They insisted. Nice. Yeah. But whatever yeah. happened to autographs? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, I've got like Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, like all of those Have ones, you? you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel like they'd be worth loads of money right now. Yeah, yeah. Especially because <laughs> they died. They died years ago, right? They so. did. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that they were people in costumes. But but at, at the time, I felt very, very privileged. That's hilarious. All right. I'm going to introduce me. This, yeah, this is like herding cats. This, 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 uh, if, of, if, you've got, if you've got three people with ADHD on a podcast, yeah. it's like... Never a dull it's moment. It's fantastic. Never a dull <laughs> moment. Uh, anyway, and I'm Marty West. I was diagnosed with ADHD 11 years ago. Uh, and my dad was mistaken for um, Richard Attenborough. Wow. In a, who in a restaurant. Every, wow. Who famously called um, everyone darling because he could never remember anyone's name. So he just called everyone darling. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Right. There you go. <laughs> I you're, company. Me. you're in good company. Yeah. All right. And do you so know how what? about you, Why? Maddie? You were you were diagnosed, I think, the same month as I was. Yeah. So I so I was I've I've had two ADHD diagnoses because you know I'm really greedy like that. So okay. um, my first one was two years ago. Um, and right. there is a story behind this. So so I I first got diagnosed when I basically got told by my at the time, five-year-old's uh, teacher, that he had ADHD. And I was like, but he's not a naughty boy. And she said, no, he's, he's not a naughty boy, but we think he's got ADHD. So I started right. to look into it a bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and then I fell down the rabbit hole that is TikTok. Um, and, you know, I've, I've always liked TikTok, but, you know, I, I used it very much to help me with, with, mm. with my kind of diagnosis. Every last thing I was like, oh, yeah, that's me. That's me. Oh yeah, that's me as well. Um, so I kept mm-hmm. looking, and I thought, right, I need to know once and for all. So I paid for a private diagnosis, right. and then about six months after my private diagnosis, um, I saw a news article about people giving ADHD diagnoses willy nilly, and the right. company that I used um, had actually gone under, um, and that made me completely doubt myself. So I thought, oh God, I'm going to have to get on the NHS waiting oh, that's list. That's crap, so, isn't it? That's crap. Though. It is really panorama. Crap, so- Panorama. Exactly. Oh God, I haven't even watched that documentary because I know it would make me raging. So I, so I, so I stepped I, back from that. But, yeah. um, but I, I thought right, I'll go to the NHS. And I'd seen a TikTok to say go and ask to be like referred through Psychiatry UK right to choose. So I did that. Um, didn't hear anything for months and months and months. So I phoned, I phoned up my doctors and I said, did you refer me? And they was like, oh, oh, um, oh no, we forgot. Great. Thank you. Mm, like just add nice. another four months onto my waiting list. Thank you. Um, and then I finally, about probably about nine months after I'd been referred, I finally got an email um, and a letter saying, uh, we've tried to contact you um, via post. And if you don't return our correspondence within the next five days we're going to take you off the list and I went shit um so uh, so I I phoned them up and I said I'm really sorry I don't open post very often it's like a deeply ingrained thing where like having been in debt for so many years like I if it doesn't doesn't look important it doesn't get open yeah yeah. um so I must have missed it somehow and then um I had my my meeting before Christmas I got all of my forms filled in I got um I got all of my um, like people that have known me for a long time to fill in my yeah. forms. I got my husband to do it, and he was just like, 
how they don't realize that you've got ADHD. This is beyond me. So then I had my meeting and they said to me, they said, we've never seen anybody present themselves as ADHD as you do. And I was like, ADHD, is that even a <laughs> word? Or like, I'm gonna wow. go with it. Um and I had I like all 19 that. I had all 19 of the like all 19 of the checklist. Yeah, yeah. And they basically nice. then started trying to throw medication at me. And I was like, I don't know if I want to take medication. So yeah. I am currently doing the titration thing. Um okay. I yeah, do it sounds struggle. similar to me. I got it's very similar. I kind of got rushed through, and I, I think I ticked every single box, and they threw medication at me. And uh, yeah, I'm kind of my my situation a bit of a mess at the moment. But yeah, with the with the medication. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm still yeah. I'm on the fence. I think like in I'm some a, ways I, I think well. uh, some ways I think I do want to take it because I would love to be able to sleep at night. Because I, I mean, I'm also perimenopausal. That doesn't help. Mm. I also oh have a, P- a I have PMDD, which is like a hormonal crappy thing that goes up wow. and down. So, uh, so I'm like, oh, I mean, medication could help me to regulate that. But then I'm also incredibly entrepreneurial. I like my personality. I actually, mm. I'm quite happy in my own skin. I like the fact that yeah. I'm quirky and outspoken yeah. and talk over people all the time. I don't like that so much. But like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's, you know, there are bits of me that I think, you know, my hyper focus is my business. And I don't think I'd have grown my business to where it is now if I yeah. if I was on medication. So I don't know is the honest answer. Mm, yeah. All yeah. right. Okay. So now or, or rather about 10 minutes ago would have been a great time to uh, introduce our guest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. I've, I have just been waiting for a small gap. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, remember, no, no, remember, no, no. Do you remember in the like, 1970s on the, or the 80s on the play, playgrounds, you used to get uh, two two people, usually girls, with a skipping rope, and you're waiting yeah. for yourself to, to, to jump in. Never yeah, right, that's quite me. fighting the rhythm. Never that was quite you. getting there. That was me. <laughs> just just running on the side. Waiting <laughs> on the side, <laughs> bobbing along. Right. So uh, we're going to be talking about managing money as part of your – uh, self-care yeah. journey with neuro-inclusive entrepreneur, money and business coach slash trainer, Maddie alexander Grout. Great intro. Wow. Love it. I feel like I should bow. Hello. <laughs> Hello. All right. So what we're going to do is we're, I don't know whether you've seen this, uh, listened to this podcast before, but uh, uh, we are in the mayor's office. Um, uh, and we are now going to jump in our car and we're going to go over to the coffee place, yes. Stroke Cafe, and then we'll kind of like, I think we can kind of really kind of uh, start digging into this idea about ADHD people. You know, they're quite often not great with money. Um, mm-hmm. And how can you help them? So let's jump in the car. Let's just bring it round the front. There it is, squeezing. There it is, squeezing the back, and then we'll uh, head over to the coffee place. The, our, our mayor's car is so old; it's still one of those cars that's got an ashtray in the back. It's jump starting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to get the drinks in. What does everyone oh. want? Um, uh, I've been quite. 
Do they I'll, have, I'll just have a cup of tea. Like apparently there's a tea shortage, so I'll I'll have it while All I right. can. You want uh, like a PG tips builders? Yeah, builders, builders very builders. Oh yeah. god, All that right. sounds good. I think I'll stronger the better oh. with the sugar. One sugar. One. It sugar. only tastes. Right. It's the same for you, Martin. Tea only sound. It only tastes right when it's made with British water. <laughs> it's just no. not the same. It does. It's You're ridiculous. Not, <laughs> what? What's ridiculous? My, my no, definition. No, the, the the idea that 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 uh, okay. British tea only tastes good with British water. I mean, right. I I, have... well, I, I kind of get that though because when you're on holiday, water doesn't yeah. taste very nice, does it? Like, I mean, it, yeah. maybe it's not got as much chloride and chalk and crap in yeah. it that we've got it's here. Like... But like, <laughs> my mum, <laughs> my mum bless her. Flavor. My mum bless mm-hmm. her. She always bring cheap Spanish brandy home. Um, from Ooh. Spain, obviously, and it always tasted rubbish in the in England. It's something. It's the air, change of air, or something. Yeah. And she, she used to drink it like it was going out of fashion in Spain. It was, it was quite embarrassing for it as a kid. But when she got it home, she couldn't drink it. It was undrinkable for her. It's mm. like um, like crisps. Crisps always taste nicer abroad. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, crisps. always. All yeah. right. So don't start us on like, crisps. That's a whole. We, it's, it's a whole podcast it's not, in itself, isn't it? Really? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I've 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 found that if you do if you go to Google and you go ADHD and and then you insert random word after it, there will always be something that comes back at you. Ooh. It's 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 quite weird. But anyway, okay. I'm gonna try that now. I'm gonna try I'm gonna ADHD and about. Twiglets. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure I'm sure it's there. Um, I try it. Yeah. So let's talk about money. I mean, because yeah. I know personally, you know, like that story that you were saying earlier on about not opening up, wanting to open up em- em- envelopes of like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've, I've been there because you're just scared of <laughs> what's going to mm. be in, in, inside it. Um, you know, it's, it's, always, you... it's always funny when, you, when your daughter comes up the stairs with the post and she's like, mommy, mommy. Don't worry, it's all white envelopes. There's no brown ones. <laughs> right, oh, my my son, because i i i have to I have to manage two house houses, apartments, one where I live, and the other where my son is living in Turin. And when I go and visit him, like I did this weekend, he has me the post with trepidation because he knows I get triggered and I get a bit kind of touchy and, and anxious. She's so like, mm-hmm. Dad, Dad, there's some posts for you. <laughs> And there's always unpaid bills, you know, yeah. and like, oh, God. But what right. I like about your story, Maddie, is that see, you seem to me as like someone who turned, who flipped an ADHD weakness into an into a ADHD strength. I did. And actually, I don't talk about that enough, and I really should. Like, you know, my for years and years and years and years, money was my absolute nemesis. Um, mm. And then I switched, I basically switched this, thing on and then I was just like right I'm gonna learn everything that I can about this thing and so I can conquer it and now it's my superpower now I run a business talking about money um and I don't think there's that many people that you know turn something that they really hate into something that they really love Mm -hmm. um and now it's just yeah it's 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 been an absolute game changer it's almost as if you found like a way of flipping it, so that actually it's quite the reverse. You actually get a dopamine hit from the yeah. very thing that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So Amazing. it was the, the 
the thing that stole all my dopamine and made me feel the worst now makes me feel the best. Um, yeah. And it's it's like I now talk about how to help people with money. I have a money app. Um, I do my TikTok. And, you know, every time a, a TikTok goes viral, I'm like, get in. Like, you know, there's huge dopamine around everything. But, but I know that I'm helping people. And the messages that I get from people saying that I'm mm. changing their life, I'm like, that's mental. But I love it. It's really nice. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not always, not always the money, but it's the stuff that comes with it yeah because there seems to be like two parts of it one is like um a practical day-to-day money thing like okay you can save money uh you know doing x y and z um and then there's a kind of like an uh an, an attitude change to it you know which is your kind of origin story on this right yeah is that is that there was something about it was it was it like um i mean for me it, shall, it I, t- shall be... I tell you the story shall i tell you the story Go for it. Right? no yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah for sure um so okay <laughs> um so my my money story started off um i think probably when i was in my teens um i was always told spend within your means oh i'm rhyming there could be a rapper mm. um yeah. and um and basically my my parents were they they taught me about kind of basic money stuff but they didn't teach me about credit because they'd always said to me don't get credit i think maybe if they had said go and get a credit card here's how you manage it that would have been possibly a bit better mm-hmm. uh, but they they did what they could and you know i i started my spending addiction and my dopamine um hunting when i was in my teens and i used to go into town just for fun to go and meet my friends to go shopping that's just what you did in the mm-hmm. like in the 90s that was just like it'd be like what are you doing at the weekend oh i'm going to town um so i'd go to go to town with my friends specifically with the view of spending money because that's what mm-hmm. you did you went to buy stuff um, and I never went prepared. I'd always like, I'd always go to McDonald's and buy a McDonald's or I'd go to Woolworths and I'd buy a little can of Coke or wherever. Um, and I would go and I'd spend all my money on makeup, body shop stuff, um, clothes. Um, I also at one point had a bit of a shoplifting phase, uh, which wasn't nice. great. Um, I know totally, wow. totally bad. But again, very dopamine like mm, terrible. totally um there are not great habits sometimes that come with adhd and like all of my friends were doing it so i was like oh i'll do it and then one of them got caught and i was like i probably shouldn't do that anymore right, um right. but that's kind of where it all started um but i but i was dealing with small amounts of money i had like 40 pounds a month allowance mm. which didn't last very long um and i was always going to my parents going can I have some more money and they didn't have very much so they didn't give me very much um, you know, I wasn't, you know, we weren't a family that, you know, we weren't like really in poverty. You know, I would say we're, we were probably quite a middle class family. We had two cars. We had a dog, two dogs, actually. Um, and we went on holiday every year. Now, the only reason we went on holiday every year was because my grandparents owned a villa. Um, so we basically used to go to Spain every year. Um, I think if we'd have had to have paid for it ourselves, we probably wouldn't have done that. So like we were kind of mm. on like the lower end of the middle class. Um, but it was, you know, I had a really nice childhood. It was all great. Um, my parents got divorced just before I went to university, which, um, I took really tough. Like it was a a hard time for me. Um, Mm. I broke up with my boyfriend who I'd been with for three years. Um, and I just had like major rejection sensitivity dysphoria, but obviously I didn't know what that was at the time. So I just thought that I was 
heartbroken, just heartbroken that my parents had got divorced, heartbroken that I'd mm. lost my boyfriend. He cheated on me with someone, so that was really horrible. Right. Um, and I went to university and discovered alcohol in a big way. I was just like, mm. yeah, just going to go out boozing. Um, the problem was I started on literally day one of university, went out, got really drunk, felt crap, woke up in the morning and someone was like, oh, it's fresh as fair. Let's go and get some freebies. So I walked to Freshers Fair and I got there and I was met with like a shiny room. It was like glittery and all the things. Um, and I was like, I'm going to sign up for all of the free stuff. And they had like yeah. bank accounts and overdrafts and um, like store cards and like literally everything had something free with it. So initially I signed up for everything because I was like, oh, I want to get all the free stuff. And then I realized that my student loan basically covered my rent and that was it. And I wanted to go out drinking and I got myself into this cycle where I would go drinking. I'd wake up feeling really crap. I'd go shopping to make yeah, myself yeah. feel better. Then I'd come home and I'd feel really rubbish about the stuff that I'd bought because I didn't really need it. So I'd go mm. out to make myself feel better. And that just carried on for like four years. Mm -hmm. um, and I bought so much stuff that I didn't need. I spent yeah. so much money on booze um, and I was just trying to fit in in any way that I could. Um, mm -hmm. I fell out really early with my with my housemates. Um, so I moved out of halls into um, like a shared house with a doctor who was really weird. Yeah, um, wow. I think he might have been cooking up chemicals, but I genuinely, I don't know what he was up to, but he was weird. Um, and like, wow. it was just, it was just the fact that like, then I was in this house on my own. So I had to go out to socialize because otherwise I just felt like I was really lonely all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously not knowing that I had ADHD, I had no idea what was going on in my brain. I didn't like my course because I'd signed up to it specifically because I wanted to be a radio presenter. I still want to be oh, a radio right. presenter. So oh, right. it's, it's my it's one of my life goals. Um, but basically, basically, I joined the student radio station, loved it, didn't really go to my course. I think I went to like three seminars or something. Mm -hmm. And then hyper-focused on that. So I did radio for like four years until they then one day said to me, oh, there's this job at the Students' Union, like head of media, do you want it? And I said, yeah, wicked, that'd be amazing. So I applied. And then they came back to me and they said, Maddie, we're really sorry, but um, you, you can't have that job. And I said, why? And they said, well, you haven't been a student here for four years. You probably need to leave. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow. okay. okay. Um, so at that point, I went off into the big wide world with nearly £40,000 worth of debt. Mm -hmm. um, by this point, I was getting all of the debt collector's letters. I was super stressed. I was like, right, I need to get a job. So I started working for a recruitment agency. Um, that was my first kind of taste of sales. Mm -hmm. And I worked there for three months. And then one day I went into work and there was a guy in a grey suit. And he said, I've come to close down your branch. And we were like, okay. Mm. Okay. so uh then i found myself with no money again and living completely hand to mouth um uh, and at that point the debt collector's letters were so bad that i couldn't afford to pay the minimum repayment so i did what every normal person does and i moved house to get away from it like i just moved right. i just packed up my stuff and i moved to a completely different city and i thought they'll never find me <laughs> six months later they found me um we were living at my boyfriend at the time's house with his parents and his parents were like get out we don't want your bad credit crap in, oh, in yeah, our house get sure. out so right. we were then homeless and that was that was hard so we sofa surfed a bit and then i broke up with that boyfriend because i 
just wasn't that keen. He was, yeah, just, he was lovely, really nice guy, but he was not helping my debt situation at all. Um, then I started working as a training manager for a call center, got very much back into the boozy boozy every night because mm. like they were all young, they were all party animals and mm. it was all a bit like a bit fun. Um, and I did that again for another two years, getting myself more and more and more into debt. And one day I had a bailiff show up at my door and luckily I had one of those little chains that went across the door. So I didn't let him in, Um, Mm -hmm. but he was like, I'll be back. I'll be back and I'll bring a chainsaw. I was like, he's going to kill me. I think he just meant to like knock the door down, but I I, I panicked and I phoned my mum and my mum said, what's the problem? And I told her, I said, you're going to hate me, but I'm in 40,000 pounds worth of debt. And she said, come home now. (laughs) So I moved from Warrington up north down to Southampton, told my mom everything, which I've been keeping from her. And she was of course, very, very, very disappointed, but she Mm -hmm. did the best thing that she could ever do for me. She helped me to write a budget plan and she helped me to work out what Mm -hmm. to prioritize, how to do it. Mm -hmm. And I worked out that it was going to take me about 60 years to do it the way that citizens advice told me to do it. Right. So I came up with all my own stuff and I Mm. just became the most savvy saver in the world. I went to supermarkets seven times a week, did yellow sticker shopping Mm. to survive. I only bought charity shop stuff. I sold all my bits and Mm. I just worked really bloody hard to get as much money in the door as I possibly Mm. could so I could pay that debt off faster. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you kind of remind me a bit of myself because like whenever I've ever got into like really bad scrapes, I've always found deep within myself and it's like inner determination and I've always got myself out of it. It's like a psychologist um, I had. She said, Paul, you've survived this, you survived that, this, that, the other. You shouldn't fear anything by now. And she was totally right. Yeah. And I mean, actually, yeah. she that was a real gift she gave me, actually, to like realise, actually, you're right. Because when it's, I really you, need to be, I'm, a, I'm, the, I, I'm so determined. It's the determination, it's yeah. yeah. The Even to the point where sometimes I wonder whether I've self-sabotaged in the past to give me that dopamine hit. Oh, I do that all the time. Like, I'm, right. I'm a proper self-sabotager. Um, but, you know, my, my story kind of... You know, I I worked really hard for four years to pay my debts off. And then, like, basically by cutting everything that I was doing, I reduced going out. I basically invited people over to my house to save money. Um, I would live on £15 a week for food. I mean, now that's probably not possible. It might get you, like, a sort of Exactly. Um, But this was, like, mid-2000s. So, Mm. like, it was a lot cheaper to do things at that point. Um, And I was... I was hyper-focused. It, it was literally, mm. that was all it was. My life became about my debts. And I got, you know, I used to really annoy people. Um, they would be so cross with me because all I would say was, nope, can't afford to do that. I'm not doing it. I'm prioritizing this. And I changed the way that I looked at money. Mm. And that right. lost me some friends because I had to say no to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and I changed right just changed the way that I looked at things. Mm. But really it, it kind of all came to a head when um, it was 2011. I had about 16,000 pounds worth of debt left out of the 20, out, out of the 40. So I, you know, I was doing pretty well at, the, yeah. at paying stuff off. I knew that there was light at the end of the tunnel um, and my house burned down. 
I mean, technically my house didn't burn down. It was a student flat above me. Right. And uh, they left a barbecue on the roof terrace. Now, this is how ADHD I am. I didn't even know there was a roof terrace in my flats. Um, it was only <laughs> afterwards that it burnt down. So I was like, what roof terrace? Oh, and wow. people I lived with okay. were like, Maddie, if you know, I was like, no, I've only ever been up to my floor. I've never been, no. I've never had a it's, reason to go up it's, there. It's, wow. the, it's the secret roof terrace that we don't tell Maddie about. Don't tell Maddie about, exactly. So, uh, <laughs> with I the mean, barbecue. Exactly. Right. So, so I never went up there. I didn't even know it existed. And then all of a sudden it was the thing that like, like, so, you know, my, okay. my, all of my debt was, was gained as a student and then students helped me to pay the last of it off. So thanks students. But the lucky wow. thing was that I had contents insurance and, you know, I lost everything that I owned, like literally everything. Wow. Uh, my phone, my laptop, my sofa, my bed. I mean, my, when I went into like, I think it was about four or five days before they let us in to go and have a look at our stuff. And there was a pool of water like this in the middle of my bed from where the fire hoses had gone in. Wow. Um, Everything smelt moldy and gross. Like, you know, when things are damp and they're like not very nice. Uh, So I lost everything. And that was the turning point in my, in my story where I realized that actually all of those things, those shoes, those bags, the clothes, like the stuff that I bought to make myself feel better. Yeah. It was all material. And the only thing that I was really, really, really upset about losing was the box of stuff that had my photos, my gig tickets, my letters from my grandparents, like all of those things that you can't replace. Mm, So like now I'm, I'm, I'm in the press a lot talking, talking about my story. That's amazing. And they're always, and they're always like, oh, can you give us some pictures of you when you're at uni? And I'm like, no, nope, I've got nothing. Reminds me of a story. This is a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a, a it's, well, I think it's relevant. There's a, there's a type of um, Canadian pine tree that has a cone, okay, that only actually, and they, these pine cones, they can sometimes survive for like 30 years. And, oh, wow. um, and they drop their cones, and the only time that these cones actually um, sprout anything and actually grow is when a forest fire comes along. It's actually oh. dependent. So they get this like this whole tree that's dependent on a fire coming along, so they get the opportunity to come up and actually grow f- anew from that that catastro- catastrophe. And that's you know. that's the thing. It was it was such a pinnacle moment in my story that made yeah. me go, wow. Yeah. I need to start living my life differently. So I managed to pay off the last of the debt with the insurance money that came through. And that was a uh-huh. decision that I made. It was like, do I go and replace all of the stuff and buy nice things, yeah. which would feed my ADHD and my then self-diagnosed spending addiction? Um, mm-hmm. Or do I do the adult sensible thing and use that money to get rid of my debt, which I think was was the, the good decision. Yeah, um, And then I had a base where I could save because I was so used to scrimping and saving that I thought, mm. you know what, it's become a way of life. And so I carried mm. on with my scrimping and saving and scrimping and saving everything. And I managed to buy a house within three years. Wow. Um, yeah. Nuts, which was, I mean, it was a shared ownership house and it was terribly shit. And I still live here now. And like, you, I mean, if I could show you the cracks and stuff in it, it's horrible. Okay. But, <laughs> But it you seems know, to me yeah. that, that what you're talking about is you, is you suddenly uh, started dealing with, dealing with it. You came from a different direction. It's like you changed your 
inner dialogue and he suddenly came from a caring place. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I it's like Maddie, why don't you start looking after yourself, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's, it's the same for me, you know, in lots of different areas, not just finance. Because yeah. it's, it's like, it's you know, it, it feels to me like there are two points. There's the kind of point where you're kind of like almost kind of homeless and you're and you've almost got nothing so that's like a and and then mm. you've got the next thing where your house kind of burns down and you kind of lose everything i was homeless again a, then as well because right like about three weeks after about three weeks after my house went i lost my job and my boyfriend at the same time um i think because i was going through such a stressful situation clearly yeah. my adhd got more prominent and he yeah. was like I don't need this in right, my life. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But he walked, so he stepped away. Um and then I was then I was homeless again. So I did again, I did wow. the sofa surfing and because yeah, like, uh, it, it's like there's a line in the sand that you draw and you yeah. kind of go, No. Like I will draw it yeah, here. I, exactly. I will never be on that side of the line again. I'm only gonna move forward this way because I've come so close to the kind of, well, I'm mm. almost losing everything. I mean, but you've got a support system of your family there, yeah. which is and kind I, of I think, uh, helpful. But even my friends, if, yeah, sorry, it, it sounds like there's sometimes you even, you get to a point because of the way we are, as ADHD, you'll play, you'll play with where that line is too, right? Yeah, I think so. And I've, and I've you know, realized... It's like, oh, why don't we go, I haven't played on, you know, at the edge of that line for a while. Why don't I just go there and have a peek again? And, it, and and I think we do that a lot, um, yeah. and and I think that's that's down to the self sabotage thing. Like yeah. you know, I've I have had moments where my businesses have been really successful, and then all of a sudden they've just failed because I've just I've maybe pushed myself to the line, or I've made a decision, or I've not read the small print of something, or I've done something else. Yeah. Um, but what I have learned as well is that I always thought that I was really popular. Like, without being big-headed, I always thought I've got loads of friends and everybody likes me. And it's only been the last two years where I've thought, actually, I've only got about 10 friends, but those friends are epic and they yeah, will do yeah, anything yeah. for me. Um, and actually, everybody else is just noise. Yeah, ten. I mean, I've got yeah. twice as many as I've got. I mean, bragging. I know. Fair, Coming on here, bragging about all your 10 friends. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I mean, they are all good. I mean, one of them is my husband. And I'm still, okay. I'm still not sure whether or not my husband actually is with me because I've bullied him to the point where he feels too scared to leave or whether or not he's actually here because he thinks oh, because it's because you chained him um, to yeah to, uh, he's, he's like yeah, yeah I, I feel like I kidnapped him and then like I couldn't, <laughs> he, he couldn't leave so uh but he, he has yeah. he's been actually so amazing um mm. he's been with me every step of the way through my diagnosis through like learning and he you know, he learns and, and I know that I annoy him so much. I know that like he's got to the point now where he knows when I'm not listening to him because I go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and he's right. like, I need to repeat that, don't I? And I'm like, yes, because I was processing it and I didn't hear what you said because I was processing. <laughs> like, mm. but he's, Amazing. But he's so, yeah, he's so, he's so good with everything. Like, um, Sounds like we should my, have him on as well next. I think he, he, do you know what? He actually he said to me, he said he would come on my podcast, which I think will be interesting. I think, works. yeah, I think having him on my podcast to, I mean, I think I might learn some things and maybe come out the other side not having a husband anymore, but I think it would be, it <laughs> would be a, a very husband. interesting, oh yeah, yeah, I mean, I could trade yeah. him in for upgrade. <laughs> <you know? laughs> 
no, there is there is there is no there is no James upgrade. He is like one of the most fabulously kind, caring yeah. people, and also he is the complete polar opposite of me. So I mean, I'm not saying that he likes doing the things that I don't like, because, but he cooks every day, he cleans every day. Um, I sit on my ass every day, and he doesn't really. Like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I do lots of stuff with the kids. I do lots of stuff with work and like all of that kind of stuff. But when it comes to housekeeping, I was definitely not built to be a housewife. And I think it, he, if he'd have married me for that reason, I don't think we'd have lasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> all right. Amazing. So at, okay. at, some, at some point you've decided, right, well, I can now, I'm, I'm in a place where I can help other people. Yeah. yeah so so my, my journey started, uh, my, my entrepreneurship journey started when I was told um, about eight years ago that I was getting made redundant from my corporate job. And I said to my husband, I said, I don't want to go back to work. Like I've spent like that job I'd been in for four years. But before that, I had job hopped for so many times. Like I just couldn't find anybody supportive enough to deal with me, basically. Um, and I just thought, nope, I'm not an office person. I'm an oversharer. Um, I only do the work that I like. Like corporate world is, is, is just not for me. Well, I, so, I, heard, I read somewhere or heard it somewhere. You said that you couldn't find anyone that could handle you. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, to me, that's a compliment, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a, like, I'm, a quirky, it's like with, I'm a quirky person. <laughs> it's like with partners as well. It's like someone who can handle you, you know, but from a, it's, it's not like, it's not like, like speaking badly of yourself, you know. It's like I, I felt when I heard you say that, I felt that as well. It's like. Yeah, it wasn't just about me being a problem. It was about other people just couldn't handle someone who was, you know, is is a bit um, I don't know, thought differently maybe. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. And I I think I always thought like two <clears throat> steps ahead of people in the corporate world. And right. I don't think that my managers like the fact that I was like, let's do it this way. And I was trying yeah. to because like, I'm very much an out of the box thinker. And I think that was threatening to some of the people that I worked with in the past. So there, there was always yeah. a there was always a bit of a kind of I don't want to be in the corporate world. It's it's not totally. really where I need to be. Yeah. Um, so I said to my husband, I said, right, I'm going to start a business. So the first business I started um, actually was before that. That was a recruitment agency because I'd been in recruitment for ages. I thought I'll start a recruitment agency, but that failed because I hated recruitment. So never start a business as an ADHD that you don't actually right. like because you yeah. won't do it. Like there's just, it, you need to be able to actually commit to something. Um, so my second business was a crafting business. And, you know, as ADHD is, we always have all the hobbies and I found this thing and I was like, yes, I really love making greetings cards and nice little frames and doing paintings and doing all these nice, like happy dopamine color type things. And um, realized very, very quickly that unless I was going to do 7,500 craft fairs every week, that there was not really any money in that. So oh, that flopped quite early. Um, and then, then I thought, right, I need to do something with this money malarkey. Like I'm good at money and I like, I like money. By this point, I'd had a baby, um, and that makes you even more ADHD than than ever before. Because, like, when you get the chance to to be out of the corporate world and you get the chance to think and actually put your mind to something, it's when you get creative. Mm -hmm. So, I had this. But because you have question. to, don't you? You know, you it's, do. It's, yeah, exactly. Um, mm -hmm. So, I'd gone back to work after maternity leave. They put me in a really random job because that was just 
what you did back then. But actually, for the first time, somebody recognized me in the workplace and said, Maddie could be better if she got a bit of support. And I got this work coach who was Mm -hmm. incredible. And he helped me to see my potential because I just always thought I was really crap in the workplace. And he was like, no, you are actually amazing. You just need to do the things Mm. that you are good at. Mm. And so I started doing the things that I was good at, which was e-learning, um, training, um, social media, like all sorts of like creative things. And then I won an award and it was amazing. And then like six weeks later, I got made redundant. So, but by that point, I had had the idea that I was going to set up a discount card for people to help them to shop local because right. I loved small businesses and I loved supporting independents. So I thought, right, let's do this. So I started to make money from something that I loved doing and the passion was there and the drive was there and it was amazing. And I ran that business for nearly five years. The first three years were growth, 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 like so far. Like I started off in like my county, then I moved to the county next to me. Then I dominated the whole of the UK and I went UK wide. I won 15 business awards. It was dopamine central like the whole way i even had my own award ceremony which was epic um and then i decided to franchise because it was doing so well i thought do you know what i could have local discount cards for every area of the country and everybody was like that is an amazing idea that would be really great um and then three weeks after i signed all the contracts we went into lockdown (laughs) where you can't shop local at all because we had to stay in our houses for like two years on off on off wow. um during wow. that time during that time i'd committed to having an app built which was a money pit we weren't earning enough money to pay it back and i just ended up getting in so much like the business was mm-hmm. really struggling so we crowdfunded to try and get ourselves out of the position that we were in to try and you know, it wasn't it wasn't crowdfunding because we were in debt we weren't we weren't in debt by that point it was just that mm-hmm. we were struggling a bit um, we needed to get some money to pay for the app. Um, and I didn't choose the right people to build the app with me. And they weren't, they were sharky. They were super sharky. So again, my ADHD kind of played a part there because I trusted people and it didn't really yeah. work. So that was kind of the start of the downfall. And then I felt a sense of loyalty to all of the people who had invested in crowdfunding because they put their money in to support me. So I carried on going, even though it was dire. I did everything I possibly could to save that mm-hmm. business, including taking out loans, credit cards, um, and lovely ADHD as it is. Um, I didn't read the small print on anything. So when I finally made the decision to close that business, personal guarantees all over the show. Wow. So I ended up in 35 grand's worth of debt again, Ooh. which was not fun. Um, yeah. Wow. But... I wasn't as scared of it because I knew that I'd done it before Mm -hmm. and I could do it again. Mm -hmm. But it was a very, very big lesson in, you know, making sure that the attention to detail is done when you're starting a business. So So it comes seems to me, Maddie, that you, 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 you do all of this. And a lot of the times because you know, you can get out of it because you've done it. (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I didn't no. do that on purpose. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> that been, no, totally. That would have been silly. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it, it, there is, there is a, a part of me that thinks, you know, even when you're at your lowest, you can pull yourself back out again. Yeah. Um, and 
the thing that pushed yeah, I'm not, me. Su- over I'm not the suggesting edge. that's why you did it. No, I'm just saying no. you, just so, like, so the, the thing, you had you had you gave yourself room to fail because you know you can do yes, it and, and, and I, get yourself and actually, out. I, and I say this to all of my clients now. So, so my my main business now, um, I've, I run a, an ADHD. Well, it's not just ADHD; it's neurodivergent money app called Mad About Money. Um, but my main my main business is I coach ADHDers in either business or money. And the thing that made me realise that you know I had to change something was my mother in law passing away. She passed away mm. really suddenly, and. Mm it just suddenly made me think I'm grieving for a business that, you know, I, I, could, I did everything I could. Um, and I, you yeah. know, I did everything to save it. Um, I had loads of haters. I had loads of haters afterwards because loads of people lost their money, but sadly investing is a risk. Like whatever, mm-hmm. wherever you are, mm-hmm. if you decide to invest in something, well, it is, there is a risk that it's going to fail. Well, that, well, that and was tricky, wasn't it? With your, you know, your, it was, um, it was hard. What's that it was called? the biggest the, um, rejection sensitivity dysphoria. Yeah, exactly. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Knowing that I had let that many people down was horrific. Um, but it was kind of a situation where I was like, I, I can't dwell on that because if I dwell on that, I'm not going to be around anymore. Like I had a nervous mm-hmm. breakdown. I ended up in hospital. Um, I didn't want to be around at all. So, mm-hmm. you know, without going into too much detail on that, um, lowest point of my life, um, feeling like I'd let that many people down, um, all for something that I genuinely really believed in. Um, right. I needed to kick myself up the bum and go out and do something else. And that's when I started my TikTok as a bit of a distraction. So I just started coming and talking about my money tips and everything's just kind of come from yeah. there, really. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Money do you ever tips, stop you know? and say, Maddie, you're amazing? I don't stop ever. Like, literally don't stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> I am. So, so you, I'm do you never either... have that. Do you never have that moment, though? It's like sometimes, for instance, I could be walking along the road and I could be in a happy place and I stop myself and and dwell on that. It's like, Paul, why don't you just dwell on that? You're in a happy place. Or I don't, I don't. just dwell I on Never. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should, you know, I've, I, I mean, in, in the last year, I've had loads of amazing things happen. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the launch of Mad About Money app has been amazing. Like, you know, we, we've done it on a really, like on a shoestring, I sold another business. Um, so I had, so during the whole like crash of the other business, I'd set up an app called Parenthood, um, mm-hmm. which was a parenting app because I ran a parenting community and I thought I've got kids, you know, I don't like them that much, but I've got kids. Um, so I thought I'll, I'll, I'll just do this other business, but it was, it was really successful, but it, I, I didn't enjoy it. It, my passion wasn't parenting. So yeah. I ended up selling, I ended up selling that app to pay for this one. Um, oh, wow. and, and that was, that was kind of the, the start of that. Um, uh, and then, you know, I'm always in, I'm in the press a lot. I'm on BBC radio a lot. I have my own documentary. Um, I'm just about to launch a children's book talking about money, which is, I think, something that's wow. really needed. So, right, you um, haven't got time to congratulate yourself. No, ever. I don't. I mean, I, I literally <laughs> don't. Sort of, but but I only have, Amazing. I only have two, like, two kind of mentality. I've got, like, Duracell bunny mode or I've got flat right. battery mode. Same, so, as, same as me, yeah. It, and I think that's that's yeah. very much similar for a lot of people who have got ADHD. Yeah. Um, and I've just done my uh, neurodiversity in the workplace training as well. So I'm now CPD accredited for neurodiversity, which is like it means I can help more people, not just with ADHD, but with all neurodivergent conditions as well. Mm-hmm. 
Because right. so so to, to help other people, you come from an amazing place because you've done it all. Well, this is the thing. So, so you know, there are so many coaches out there, and, and you know, I, there are lots right. of people that I really respect in the coaching world who go out and yeah. talk about how much money they make. I never talk about how much money I make because so many of my followers are on the breadline and they yeah. don't make very exactly. much money at all. So, I don't want to give my followers who are mainly ADHDers rejection sensitivity dysphoria because they're seeing me making loads of money and they're not making it. Instead, yeah. I talk to them about how they can make it as well. So yeah. my money tips are not just, mm-hmm. you know, ADHD money. Like, you know, it's it's also about how people can mm. increase their income, how they can find yeah. a side hustle, how they can... Because you know, for some people, yeah. making it is, is a, lush, a much lower bar. And, yes. you know, sometimes it's a low bar it doesn't have to be you know a billionaire a millionaire or having this that and the other sometimes it's it's a it comes from a very humble low bar of of making it you, know? you, you just like for, for me um i've now been self-employed for eight years and my husband said to me if it ever doesn't work you need to go back to work so and i'm still here so mm. you know i in my mind i'm successful I don't earn millions. Yeah, um, sure. I don't talk about the exact amounts that, that I earn because I think it's I think it's a bit a bit icky at times. Okay. You know, you mm. see people and they're like, "Don't." I'm not materialistic at all. Like, right. you won't see me even if I did make a million pounds. You won't see me flying off somewhere on a private jet, or you won't. You know, you won't see me like covered in Gucci. It's just not my bag. Plus, yeah. I love Sainsbury's clothes. So, like, right. you know. Yeah. Despite Actually, my rant earlier about Sainsbury's, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in this the uh, the skipping rope here. Yeah. Um. So I so I just want to kind of like uh. So the app. Yes. The, um. Your app. So what? Who is going to? What type of people are going to? Are going to? Uh, benefit. Use it. Yeah. 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 So, Who's um, it for? So it is an app. We're a neuro-inclusive app. So what that means is that we allow neurotypicals in. Um, you know, we're not going to say to them, just because you've got a neurotypical brain doesn't mean you can't come in. Sure. But we talk more about supporting neurodivergence with their money than anything else. So it is, right. you know, we started off being neurodivergent friendly. And then I took a step back and I went, no, because that kind of means like the neurodivergent people, you know, you're kind of welcome, you can come in. And I thought, no, we need to flip it around. So neuroinclusive, which basically means anybody, um, but we do focus a lot on neurodivergence, um, about how it affects your money. Um, and basically what the app is, it's a it's, it's a social media platform. So it's like Facebook, but for money. So we talk about money saving tips, we talk about money making tips, we talk about um, investments and pensions and savings and all the sorts of things that people struggle with, we've got a community that can help people. Um, we also do discounted right. vouchers so people can save on mm-hmm. their supermarket shopping. At the moment, that is mm-hmm. only UK, but we are going to be growing it across mm-hmm. the like across the world. I love, at some I point. love that. What you a recent TikTok? I'm not sure if it was recent. There's on one of your TikToks, just like a list of all the places where kids can go and eat for free. Yes. You know. Yeah. For some people, yeah, that's so- you know that's you know kind of limit of you know what they could call a an everyday a daily success would be i can go and eat somewhere and um mm. you know from from a place of care actually um you know eat for free you know not feel bad that you know you can't go to this restaurant or that restaurant and it, exactly. it's endless actually the resources actually if if, if you know people yeah. like you so, can you so, know point them out 
Yeah. Um, so so Mad, Mad About Money is free. So it's free to download. Um, we have loads of resources. We have loads of templates. Okay. So we've got stuff like budget trackers, spending trackers, meal planners, like all sorts of stuff. And you can either download it as a PDF and edit, or edit it online, or you can print it off in paper form so that people oh, wow. can do what they need to do there. Um, we have regular seminars we've got free access to work support like there's there's so much that you can get for free we we are going to be launching a subscription which is basically hand holding if you're trying to pay off debts or if you're trying to save um where we're going to do like weekly calls so that we can help people and you know kind of delve Mm. a bit deeper into people's situations which sounds a lot more than just an app a hell of a lot it sounds like you know right okay because it's it's kind of app kind of doesn't even cover it you know that's you know, I mean, it's slightest. an app format yeah it's, it's a bridge it's a bridge to a community it's, yeah and it's somewhere like one of the things when i was paying off all of my debts that was really really difficult was doing it on my own yeah. so we celebrate people's wins like every single friday we do wins of the week like they don't have to be money related they can just be like life related mm-hmm. they, we get people talking about their successes um, mm-hmm. We, you know, we have rant days where people can just come on and rant about the thing that they need support with. Mm-hmm. You know, we do get the odd people, you know, and we also do a lot of giveaways as well. So we do like voucher giveaways to help mm-hmm. people with food and all of that sort of stuff. Um, Amazing. You know, and we've got seven and a half thousand users, um, which right. is all been organic, and I've built that from my TikTok. Fantastic. Right. So that sounds like, uh, you know, if anyone's um, after a kind of like a a, a a starting place to kind of get yeah. control of their money. Uh, mm-hmm. That sounds like a great place to, uh, yeah. And it's not just for people who are in debt or saving. It's for people who mm-hmm. want to make more money. It's like wherever you are in your money journey from like right at the bottom to right at the end, you know, we've even got like a space for, um, you know, people who want to invest in small businesses or invest in projects or, you know, so it's, it, it really is the full spectrum of money in right. a community where people support each other. Um, and it's, we've taken away all of the social pressures like likes and follows. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like a social media platform, but it's just wow. all about support and education. So there's no like, Oh, I can't post this because it's not going to get any likes. Um, I can't yeah, post. Yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, this because yeah. I don't. You know, it's not about growing a following. It's about it's a, it's a movement essentially. All right, and amazing. Uh, and that's uh, amazing, Maddie. That's amazing, um, really. Though. And then I'm guessing if you want more, like one on one time, yeah, with you, you're there. That's absolutely you know, that yeah, coaching. absolutely. Yeah, so I do, I do, um, I do power hours. Um, they start from 150, um, depending on what you need support with. I do bigger packages for um, lots of people. But to be honest, if you're in debt, the debt zone or like the saving zone, there's so much free content that will help mm-hmm. you. You don't really need me one to one. So my one to ones tend to be more like business focused or like helping to support uh, people to grow their TikToks or start a side hustle or kind of like okay. the more businessy side. So. And I do work with people through access to work as well. So if you want me as a coach, like the government pay for it. Oh, great. Fantastic. Wow. Okay. I think, uh, is, is there, um, just, just before we start on the whole wrapping up part, is there anything else, uh, that you would like to say that you, that you, that you haven't? Yeah. So I, so I, th- I think like my, my big tips for, um, because I think one of the biggest things that people with ADHD struggle with is spending and mm-hmm. that, 
emotional spending, okay. the dopamine, like spending to get that satisfaction and that gratification. And um, yeah. so my biggest tips for that uh, would be be more conscious and be more mindful with your spending decisions. Start tracking your finances, start writing down what you're mm-hmm. spending, analyze patterns. Are you spending because you're bored? Are you spending because you're um, sad or because your period's due on or like because you're yeah. you're happy? Like one of my spending triggers is being happy. I like to spend yeah. money when I'm happy or when I'm stressed. Yeah, yeah. So by identifying those spending triggers, you can kind of start to understand your journey with money a bit more. Um, and you can start putting things in place to limit your spending. So like, I don't have any of my cards attached to apps or Amazon or supermarkets like Apple pay, anything like that. Um, so I have to, I have to, I make it more difficult. I put blocks in place for my spending. Um, I unsubscribe from marketing emails every single month. I check my subscriptions to make sure that I'm not wasting money on something that I shouldn't be. Um, at yeah, one yeah, point yeah. I realized I had all of the TV stuff and I was like, I don't watch all of the TV stuff. So, you know, that saved yeah. me a fortune. Um, regularly review, uh, review your gas and electric, regularly review um, like your mm-hmm. TV packages, your broadband, all of those things. Make sure you're on the best price um, mm-hmm. and follow my TikTok, Mad About Money Official, because I talk about all of these things um, very openly without having to pay any money. Um, you know, I just show up and give people support. So, yeah. No, Amazing. I, 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 uh, you know what? It kind of rem, reminded me of, of something, and perhaps you can help with this. So Paul and I are at two different places about, you know, um, so for example, I put quite a lot of my spending stuff on automatic payment out of my bank account, right? Yeah. Like my utility bills and all that. Like there's a lot of that stuff which is automatic and will go out right and and i know that paul as as well is the opposite quite a few people that i know in the same place who who yes as as paul says um very much the 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 opposite and and feel like they want to control who they pay and when um Risky, risky for an ADHD brain, I think. So um, the way that I have have it (laughs) set up, the way that I have it set up is that all of my bills and all of my direct debits are all set up from one account. Um, But what I do is I take out in cash every single month my spending money and I cash stuff um, for my fun fund, which I call my rainbow fund. Um, which has basically like my, you know, my eyelashes. So like I can't show up on TikTok without any eyelashes. Like mine are like teeny. <laughs> so um, I use it for like paying for stuff for the kids. I've I've got a fund for everything. I've even got an ice cream pot um, because right. I know that when I'm out and about, the kids might want ice cream. So I budget for that. So it's about becoming more conscious with your spending, but actually allocating money for fun as well because you want to enjoy mm. your life. And yep. You know, you don't want to be restricted and budgets. I think that's a really common misconception is that budgets yeah, yeah, yeah. are boring and they're restrictive. A budget can be whatever the hell you want it to be. Sorry, I almost yeah. said a naughty word then. No, but, you know, you it's... Oh, that's all right then, yeah. yeah. Budgets yeah, can be whatever I, the fuck you want them to be. Like, they are, yeah. like, literally the... Like, you create your own budget. So, yeah. you know, if somebody says, like, what should be in a budget... I mean, yes, you should have your everyday, you know, your everyday living expenses, your bills, your outgoings. Um, make sure you've got protection for things, um, you know, so like um, yeah. you know, mortgage protection, income protection, 
um, pensions, mm. think about those, think about saving for the future. Um, but as far as your spending money comes, like you allocate that to what you want to allocate it to. Mm. It shouldn't be restrictive. Mm. I guess I just want to go back to what I was saying before. You know, it it could this could sound as if we're giving practical advice, but I think it's way much more than that. I think it's was uh, what I was mentioning at the at the beginning was like it's coming from a place of care. Yes, because absolutely. you know yeah. what you what you're not what you're of what you're avoiding is actually gives yourself a chance to maybe breathe a little bit more at the end of the month, or whatever yeah. it needs to be. You know. And that's the thing. I mean, so I, I preach about this all the time, but set up mm. little pots. Like you they, you can do this with most banks nowadays, like Starling, Monzo, like Revolut. Uh-huh. Like they've all got little pots that you can set up for the things that you want. Have a Christmas fund. So start saving for Christmas now. If you start saving for Christmas now, you're not going to get mm. to December and think, oh God, I've got no money. Um, yeah. And then January is going to be a stretch because you've spent all your christmas money and then you've got been paid early and all sorts of things um have a birthday fund so like you know Mm -hmm. you've you've got money set aside for people's birthdays Mm -hmm. um i mean my family i think i've pretty much got a birthday every single month so i have a birthday fund um think about the things that you need to spend money on and then work out how to organize your life and how to set your budget because then you're being conscious with your spending it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what you're spending it on like I never judge anybody. Um, you know, people can spend it, you know, if, if you want to do bad things and you want to have a bad things fund, whatever. But, you know, it's it's yeah. all about individual mm-hmm. choice. I want a and bad things fund. Yeah, I know. So, so I'm going to set right um, now. I'm going to end this yeah. podcast and do it now. Mm. Yeah, there you go. So whatever, whatever you want to do, as long as you are allocating mm. money to that so that you know where you're at and you're checking your bank, mm. you're checking your bank account, you're checking your statements, you're knowing you know, where that money's going. Because mm-hmm. otherwise you're just firing into midair and not knowing yeah. where you're going to land. So, But uh, for me, for me, you know, my diagnosis was last, uh, well, it was October last year, so it's all quite box fresh. And I feel like I've got a handle on most, a, a lot of it, or a handle, uh, enough of a handle on most of it. It feels to me like my finances, personal finance, is my biggest block. Uh, it's going yeah. to be my biggest Have thing. Have you downloaded the, the app yet? No, I'm going to. Oh, for I'm going to, definitely. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm really resistant to it. That's the point. I'm so resistant yeah. to it. You'll find it fun. It's a really nice, supportive community. And that's the thing. We don't yeah. make money boring. We make it supportive, okay. inclusive. Talking mm-hmm. about money is not a taboo subject in our app at all. Yeah. Well, when you were describing it, I was thinking, Paul, you need to do this. Yeah. You do. You do. Yeah. Um, and we also talk a lot about neurodivergence you know people will come in and they'll talk about their problems and you know it's a community where like-minded mm. people help each other with the shit that they're going through essentially yeah. nice which is a All right. great point to uh finish up i guess that part. yeah Fan- so amazing we, fantastic so we, we we just have one last question so um what we oh, yes. do is right at the end is um is uh, as you're now in, you're now a citizen of ADHDville. So that, that means <laughs> you can you can set up a place or residence or business here. I know. So uh, our last guest, um, um, uh, uh, Michael, um, from Autistically Me, he set up a secondhand bookstore called The nice. Broken Spine, Broken's- I think. Broken spines. 
yeah, and someone yeah. else opened up a tequila and 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 tapped and and tapas bar. Oh, um, nice. Right. So, uh, where what what would you what would you like to set up hmm. in in ADHDville? It could be anything from like just a nice home, or it could be like a business. No, that's boring. That's really boring. Oh, it's anything. Have you got a fun um, thing? Yeah, have you got a theme park yet? No, not yet. But I feel that we're going to get one. You are. <laughs> so, so my theme park is going to be free. So everybody can have fun for free. Lovely. Uh, not just for kids. Not just for adults. Everybody is free. Dogs are welcome as well. Um, and the slush puppies are on tap. Like you can oh, just have as many, just have as many wow. of them as you want. Um, it's a really, really nice environment. Even the cherry ones, even cherry. Yeah, slush all puppies. of them, all of the slush puppies are free, and it just helps all of those parents who are really struggling because they want to take their kids out to somewhere nice that they can't afford to. So the theme Ticking park is box. free, the food is free. Um, there is also there's loads of neurodivergent friendly pods that if you get overwhelmed with the noise of the theme park, you can go and like chill out. Oh. And, yeah, we're so inclusive. I like that. I like I mean, that. Yes. I'll, I'll be there all the time. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's going to be great, right. and I'm going to call it Rainbowland. Rainbowland. Nice. All right. Rainbowland. Yeah. Noted. Fabulous. Fabulous. Oh. I'm excited. Oh. I want to go to Rainbowland now. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? Yeah. All right. Especially all right. for well, the free cherry slush puppies. Haven't had I one know. of those for about. There's going to be all of, the, all of them years. in a row. Oh, and, wow. and I think that's why it's called Rainbow Land because there's rainbow slush puppies. You can get any flavour. Right. You can mix and match them as well if you want to. No one's going to shout at you. Cool. I think the last quirky. slush puppy I had was about thirty years ago. Oh, right. missing out. Yeah, I really have. <laughs> They're really good. All okay. that sugar for an ADHD brain. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I remember as a kid. Uh, me and my brother and my friend, I think, were outside the uh, the shop, and, and we dared my brother to go in and ask for a for a for a slush puppy, and we, and we decided to call it the 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 bollock busting black currant. I think it was. Oh, okay. So he went in and went, uh, "Can I have a bollock busting black currant?" And <laughs> and oh, yeah. and he, and he got kicked kicked out empty handed. Oh, how rude! I'd have given him a bollock-busting blackcurrant. Like that's a mouth, <laughs> that's a mouthful. That Jesus, <laughs> lots, oh. lots of bees. Amazing. All right, well, okay. let's I, jump. I very much enjoyed this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been no. an absolute pleasure, total pleasure. I think we'll have you. You will have you on again because I think at some point we'd like to talk about entrepreneurialism as well. That yes. would be a good one. Yes, I love about. that idea. Cool. All right. I th- I think we can kind of skip most of the ending i feel like yeah because we're, we're like... way over time i know yeah so we have I'm sorry no, there's one on one and that's like a good angel number so <laughs> there we go all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit our our outro and uh i'm gonna say that uh adhd so thank you to maddie first of all for coming on thank you that was great loved it uh hopefully there's a lot of great ad- advice in there and um certainly a place to go um adhdville is de- is delivered fresh every tuesday to all fine purveyors of podcasts um come in correspond with us rate us 
Um, and if you want to see our beautiful, beautiful faces, that's all three of our beautiful faces, so you can come over to uh, the, the YouTube. Um, all right, so visit us on TikTok, uh, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. But in the meantime, be fucking kind to yourself. And I beseech you, fellow ADHDers, know thyself, sounds, sons of the hounds, come hither and get the flesh. All right, see you guys. Yeah, I don't know what that's about either. But hey, no, this is I what, don't. This is okay. what this podcast is, is all about. All right. There, says the mayor. That's that. <laughs>